Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, freedom. We're in an unbelievable series as a church at our eight campuses, um, a part of Awaken right now. And all of us are in a, a series called Being Reborn, Born of the Spirit. And, and also next week, we get the privilege of having a world-renowned speaker coming named Mike Connell. Pastor Mike Connell, he's probably the leading authority on freedom and deliverance in the world today. And um, he's very, very close to... Our pastors, he's very, very close to me. I've probably spent hours and hours alone just connecting with him, getting my own life free, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Still in the process, by the way. I want you to know your pastor hasn't arrived. <laughs> he's still figuring some stuff out. Still battling some insecurity. Still battling some fear. Still trying to enforce the promise of God over territory that has not yet been cultivated. So I want you to know there's nobody, there's no one on the planet um, who operates in more authority to bring freedom to your life, but also bring healing to trauma. We're in a uh, world that's been traumatized by so much. Um, and it's like trauma after trauma after trauma, whether it's individual or whether it's corporate or national. We've been through a lot as a society. Um, and one of the things he does is he brings a lot of healing to traumatized wounds. See, most of the time, the unclean realm operates around trauma that's unresolved. So something happened to us, disappointed us, injured us. And we turned to medicine, medications, and our wounds got infected, and now we're influenced. And so I don't know if you've ever been to the doctor, and they're poking around at your knee, you know. I tore my ACL in college, so I remember they were poking at my knee. I didn't do any of my physical therapy either, so I realized now that's, that's important. <laughs> the only thing worse than, like, the actual injury is if you don't do the work and keep it clean. Yeah, if you neglect to do the work or you let infection set in. So a good doctor, like a good doctor's poking around on your knee and they're looking for something, right? They're, where does it hurt? Where's the pain at, right? And the pain is actually an indicator of something that still needs to be fixed or healed. And a good doctor isn't trying to take the pain away. What's a good doctor trying to do? Get you back on the field. He wants your knee to function. He wants you to be able to get down. Hey! Sorry, babe. I know you, three days without me, that's, that's a lot for you. These legs, man, look at these things. I don't even know how you stay off me. good doctor, though, doesn't just want you to be medicated. Good doctor wants you functioning, back on the field, back on the field of life, being able to carry weight again, being able to cut again, run again, 
shift again. Do the things you were created to do. This is a part of the, the season we're in as you were reborn into the image of God who created you to function. Not to just not feel pain. So Jesus didn't come to just take pain away. He came to restore you back to function, to your original intent. And so we're going to get into a message called um, Freeborn. Born to be free, born to be free, and yet Jesus came, and our job is to enforce the price tag he paid for us to access um, function again. So I guess my question is, is where have you lost some function? What are you medicating where have you shifted from, I just want the pain to go away? Because that's a small, that's a low-level indicator of God working in your life is I don't feel the pain anymore. Um, that can actually be dangerous if you're numb to pain. If you're just medicating a condition, that's not necessarily God's will for you, okay? But where do you need actually the doctor to come and start poking around? So one of the reasons we like to laugh in church is because we also like to poke, I found, like, if I'm laughing a little bit, you can poke me. <laughs> but if all you do is poke me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bristle, okay? But that's why one of the reasons that Jesus came to not bring religion but to bring joy and life is because he actually wants to poke around a little bit so that he can get you functioning. I guess my question is where, where in your world are you not free? If free is, the definition of free is that means I'm functional, fruitful, doing things that work, my life is working, where am I, where am I lacking that? And what I love is you can have an area that's very fruitful or productive, but you can also have an area that's absent of life, that needs the doctor, the good physician to come in who paid a great price for you to operate in full mobility. Where has your mobility been limited? Where could it be optimized? The kingdom of God is actually turning your optimization back on, getting you dialed back up to where you're effectual in the areas that matter. It might be financial, might be in your marriage, might be in a relationship with your kids, might be in your confidence. Greatest miracle in my life actually wasn't a physical miracle, but I lived in a wheelchair of insecurity. And I would have to overcompensate so, you know, you could see my arms were big because I had to overcompensate for steering a steering, you know, uh, uh, I could pop wheelies in my wheelchair, you know what I mean? In a sense, okay, it's just an analogy, you know, you get used to not walking and you overcompensate for other areas that aren't working. And then I remember God came to me and says, you know, I love the fact that you're, you know, um, trying to get stronger in your arms, but I've intended you to walk. And so I want you to come out of the wheelchair of insecurity and learn to walk with me. See, Jesus has always given you a hand to pull you up, to put life back into your being. And for me, it was insecurity. For me, it was fear of failure. It was performance-based approval. My whole life, like all I ever did was sell myself for you to like me. Only to realize, Marcus, all you ever wanted me to be was myself. You actually like me better when I'm me. You like me better when I'm not trying to impress you. It's actually impressive when I'm just me. And yet that was the thing that was absent in my life. And so for me, freedom was removing the governing voices of rejection and the fear of failure and the need for approval. And they governed my life for 30 years, even as a Christian. Oh, wow, really? 
I thought if I was born again, I can't have any unclean things governing me. No, 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 no. You're born again, therefore you have authority to clean house, but you still got to use it. You got to use it. So, okay, is this all right? I just got a text um, from my son, Josiah. And I want you to know this. I want you to hear this. When you address issues like a lack of confidence, it affects your family lineage. So as a result, because I chose to break a cycle of insecurity and fear, our children get to walk in what we chose to break and establish. Confidence is probably, if, if you really, really get to know me, you'll know that the thing that defines my life most is now confidence. The area that I was the most bankrupt and shipwrecked, God has put the most power on, the most anointing on. Seriously. And so please know God gets glorified in areas that have haunted you your whole life. If you'll surrender to him and then let him enforce freedom over your life, you too can walk in an area of victory where you've had patterns and histories of dysfunction. Melissa doesn't even know me before. I, I, I wouldn't have been able to get you. Insecure man, I don't care, even if you look like Mitch. Mitch has got both. He's both handsome and confident. But insecurity is actually a repulsive. So I got a text from my son who's 16. He's placed for the Barcelona MLS Academy. They play LAFC today, right now actually. At, uh, they just kicked off at 9.01 Arizona time. He just texted me an hour ago. I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm starting. And I'm thinking, like, coming into this message, what if I didn't enforce freedom over this area of my life? Would he even want to be on the field in the high-stakes game? Because what I found is I would shy away from high stakes for fear of failure. But when confidence has been repaired in you, you start to step towards the battle in the day where you're dependent on, when everything in you is going to, there's going to be a demand put on it. But instead of letting fear governing, govern you, we've broken a cycle in our children to where they're like, I want to be on the field. Tracking in the biggest game. They're going to beat him. They're going to beat him, too. They're undefeated. They're one of the top um, MLS under-17 teams in the country right now. And um, pretty cool. It's not, you, listen, freedom isn't just about you. Just hear that. It's about everybody around you benefits when you're healthy. Everybody around you suffers when you're not. <sighs> Okay, a couple just little things. Um, One-third of Jesus' miracles were freedom and deliverance related. just want you to know. He went about doing good, healing all, delivering. He addressed the issues of the day. He didn't just come to bring rules. He came to bring freedom. <laughs> he came to set captives free. It's his nature. And it's the nature of the church to free people from, not to set rules and make you feel guilty. You can't guilt people into transformation. 
no amount of guilt or shame was making me more confident. It was actually making me less confident. I'm already very, very well of my inadequacies. Don't make me feel, don't add guilt and shame to that. That's not a formula that translates into victory and confidence. The things that translate into victory and confidence is love, acceptance, approval. There is a performance, and we are a high-performance culture. I want you to know that we build high-performance teams. We build high-performance companies. Um, but we perform from approval, not for approval. Yeah, performing for approval is a gnarly hamster wheel that doesn't really translate to a lot of life. But when you feel loved and you allow the love of God to transform you from the inside out, that becomes a, a catalyst for optimum productivity. Is this okay? I mean, we didn't, we're not your traditional pastors. Like, we, we didn't come out of the pastoral world. We didn't even want to be pastors. We actually like the marketplace. Because the marketplace, you can't get away with your cheap Christian slogans. Your bumper sticker that says, my other car was a cherub. And, and like, like, your screensaver of a lion laying down with a lamb. It's like, and your weird scripture on your cubicle. It doesn't pull the truck up the hill in the real world. So I like the marketplace because you got you to show up. You actually got to have real faith. You got to actually have substance and a backbone. You got to have proof. Proof. Prove it to me. If you can prove it to me, I might listen to you. It's what influence is. Your life sucks, you got none. If your life's falling apart, the marketplace is a proving ground. You really care about people, start producing. And then they will want to know what you believe. All right, I'll get back to pastoring. <laughs> One third of Jesus' miracles dealt with dysfunction. And the spiritual forces that kept what he loved in dysfunction. Have you ever had a governing voice in your head of maybe fear or anxiety or uncertainty and even though all the things light up, remember Jeff, you were buying, you, Jeff, my, Jeff's one of the, my greatest friends and one of the most powerful wealth creators and has a call of God on his life. But he would tell you his history as he went through a bankruptcy, what was that, 10 years ago? It's how funny how in 2007, how when there's a call on your life and oftentimes the greatest thing you have to overcome is completely contrary to the call on your life. And so I remember he has, I don't know how many rental properties you had at the time, 30 or 32 or a lot. And, and yet buying a primary residence, it was an uncommon governing voice that was like putting you in, back into fear. That was bringing you all the way back to the trauma of a bankruptcy. And it was, it was crazy. It was unreasonable. It was an unreasonable fear that even on paper it didn't make sense that you wouldn't want to do it. But, see, a lot of times the, the unclean world is unreasonable. It's sabotage something we went through, and now it's trying to control us through um, the fear and trauma of a previous season. But what I love about you is you did not submit to your feelings, but you submitted to the call of God to step into that home. And I'm going to tell you, Jeff Rakowski, um, I don't know anybody that's more important on the planet right now than you. I'm going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. The things you've stepped through, your continual yes to God. You don't follow men. You follow God. 
And they're strong men that always try to move you. But God has built something immovable inside of you, Jeff Rakowski, so that he can move you. And I'm going to tell you, because God can move you, men will follow you. And there are men lining up to follow and get a, be a part of what you're doing. And I just want to say, man, I'm proud to be your friend. And so honored to be in the, in the battle with you <laughs> when those voices were chirping and loud. And, but I just can't even believe you're up here. Your boy Ray's looking for property. Brought their new realtor. Flipping, hey, what are you guys doing up here? <laughs> Taking territory. Do you know that's like kingdom to take territory? It's kingdom. It's kingdom to take territory. But I love you and I'm proud of you, man. We were eating steaks on Friday night. Left my daughter at home to watch a movie. Snuck over to Jeff Rakowski's house. It was epic, man. It was powerful. What I love about it, it wasn't just a highlight reel, though. We were talking about vulnerabilities that we all share. Stuff that is working and stuff that's not. The kingdom of God is about getting everything working. Wherever you want to apply his love and his price tag, you get access to. I haven't even got into any points. I haven't even read a scripture yet. We're just going to start reading a few scriptures, okay? And, but I feel life here. I want you to know this will never be a church where we just have three points. I mean, we will have an acronym generally. might have to come back to the 11 to get the acronym. Um, the reality is we're a church that's enforcing the price tag that Jesus paid for you and I. That's what we are. We want you to walk in everything he paid for. So let me just read a couple scriptures. Um, we're going to start in um, Colossians. And uh, this is Colossians 1, verses 9 through 14. We'll have it pop up here real quick. This is Paul, who was a great pastor, a great leader, um, and who had a real heart for the people that he was called to shepherd. A lot like you, babe. When I watch you shepherd people, I see your heart for them. You're so passionate about getting people into the goodness of God. And this is what he says. He says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's how we pray for you guys, church. That's how we, when we think about praying, we're, we're praying for you to have this. Then you will live, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will, ah produce every kind of good fruit. Remember, your knee will function. It'll quit popping. Sorry, I'm, you know, aging myself a little bit. My left knee's been popping a little bit. But your, your life will produce every kind of good fruit. Isn't that what you want? Like your life would honor and please God and produce fruit? Like, doesn't that sound good? Okay, all the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. 
May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. For he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. Get this. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Goodness. They sent Charlie up a little early again. I still got time. Like, I'm looking up there. I like Charlie up here, though. Setting the mood. His dad was in town this last week. What a flipping stud, man. It's fun to see you. Family. Future's family. We're going to build great families here. Um, I want to show a picture. I want to try to give a picture of freedom because a lot of times when you think of deliverance or you think of like miracles or the power of God, I don't know, for me, it always weirded me out. Like I I just, I don't like weird stuff, but I like things to work. I like things to function. I like things to be healthy. I like going to work and working hard and, and it produces it. You know, I don't like futility and frustration. And most of us live with a degree of futility and frustration. And, and I don't think we think of deliverance. I mean, it's, it's a cold season. It's flipping Halloween season. So, you know, you're watching the game, and then there's a, a preview for the next Exorcist movie. So you're thinking deliverance is like, oh, my gosh, my head's going to spin around, and I'm going to bite somebody. I might crawl under the table. You know what I mean? And, yeah, I mean, I think our visuals are, like, so occultic. And, and we do have a world that's fascinated with the occult, and the church has done a poor job, honestly, of offering real power and real solutions Oh, we offer plenty of religion and plenty of rules. Oh, that changes people. Real, real good. But real freedom doesn't have to be crazy like that. Okay, so I want to show a picture of, and I want to give a different perspective on what God wants to do when Pastor Mike Connell comes. And, and even Melissa and I, like, we, our marriage works because we went through deliverance. It, it does. It's not the only reason. There's, we also got tools and planted some good seed. But we needed to get a lot of stuff out of our broken, divorced lives. Um, you don't celebrate 19 years of marriage if you don't change. You know, you could say, well, I learned a lot in my first failing relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did learn. I learned I was incapable of doing anything well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but what happens is, is when you're willing to admit that and then invite the physician in and apply his transformative nature to your dysfunction, you can actually get up and walk again and come out of insecurity and brokenness. Okay, so I want to show a picture of a orange grove in Brazil. Okay, so this is it. This is actually in Brazil. They produce one million tons of oranges annually, one million tons, you math majors in here, that's two billion pounds, two billion pounds of oranges annually. Okay, now, they weren't always that big. You Generally, when you're productive, you don't start with two billion pounds a year. Somewhere along the line, it was probably somebody who was good at growing oranges, and somebody came along, and they're like, now that's a really good orange. Have you thought about expanding? 
You see, this is the purpose of expansion is something in your life works. Something in your life is delicious. Something in your life is helpful. Some, something in your life is beneficial. Therefore, people want more of it. If there is things in your life that are productive and healthy, people will pay for it. They will hire you. They will want to employ you. They will want to bring you into their team. Are, are you with me? If you're ridiculously gifted at customer service, you will be trusted with more customers. Is that right, Ray? If you are obsessive about um, producing a high level of cus of whatever you want to produce at a high level, there will be more demand. Now, but when they added some more territory for this Brazilian orchard, it wasn't quite ready to plant new orchard trees. So I want to show the next picture. Whoa, 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 whoa. So this is a harvested orchard over here. This is the territory next to it. What? what you mean you can't just take an orange tr seed and throw it into the soil? You, you, really? I got to clear some. You, you see, you, you're starting to see what freedom is. It's, it's, it's not just you're evil. You, you, you know what I mean? Y yeah, there might be some dysfunction in you. Come on, welcome to the club. It's hard to grow up on planet Earth in the era we live and not have some dysfunction. But this isn't just recovery. This isn't like 12 steps to get you out of being an idiot. Okay, this is actually, this is, and I don't want to diminish uh, addiction because, man, we've all operated in them. But I'll tell you what, it's not about getting dumb out of you. It's about getting productivity into you. But productivity has everything to do with removing contaminants, toxins, traumas from your soil that keep you from being productive. And oftentimes, this is, this is the part that most Christians even don't understand, is wait a minute, I've already been through that. I already got free from that. I already been healed of that. Great. Once you're healed, then you start producing. Guess what happens once you start producing? You're promoted into new territory. Guess what happens when you're promoted into new territory? You gotta get back to work. So wait a minute, wait a minute. I, just because I dealt with rejection 20 years ago, does that mean I no longer ever have to clear my, excavate my land again? No, 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 no. Every time you're promoted into new territory, you got to get back to the work of excavating. You with me? Does this make sense? This, this, so when, when a guy like Mike Connell comes or when we start talking about freedom, I want you to think of it through a different lens. I don't want you to think of it through I'm just jacked up, okay, same old me. I want you to think it through a lens of I'm going to be trusted with more. I might be in a season right now where I'm being trusted with more. Gosh, babe, we just got promoted into Boise. We're in the Treasure Valley. I'm wondering why I'm dealing with so much issue in my own heart. Where did this bitterness come back from? Why am I feeling rejected again? Well, okay. Oh, no, it's just because we've been promoted into new territory. Mike Connell, when he comes next, he is like a cat, cat backhoe. I'm telling you, he's not a guy with a little shovel and a little rototiller. The guy shows up with power tools. Like, I'm just telling you, he, he brings like, it's wild. It's wild what somebody who operates in a high level of authority can do in an environment like this. But I want you to come not just thinking, oh boy. And, and listen, don't let anything take you out of next week. I'm telling you, you'll probably wake up with a headache. You'll probably have a weird dream. Probably have a little sniffle. It's funny how we can so easily be taken out of promises. Let's be a little more resilient. 
Maybe the day that you've had a rough week is the day you need to be in church. Maybe that's the day you need to man up a little bit or woman up a little bit, cherished ladies. Is that a thing, woman up? Kind of. How about, yeah, forgiven, out of the kingdom of darkness. Just don't live there anymore. Brought into the kingdom of his wonderful light, where now I produce for the glory of God. Everybody around me benefits because my life is now functional, because I'm confident. My teammates benefit when I'm on the ball because I've been prepared for this moment. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to go into a tackle hard, full speed. You with me? I remember Werner Peters. He had been uh, had three ACL injuries. And as a result, he developed a fear of injury. And guess what? He wasn't going into his tackles at the same velocity and power. And con- That's how you get hurt, by the way, is when you hit life and you're not confident. And as a result, he cultivated a fear of injury that fell into his business. And, part- and he'll tell you, like, we just dealt with this by, by backhoeing it out. That's a root that came in through a traumatic experience that we are removing so you don't have to live with it anymore. What are you living with that you don't have to live with that's keeping you from being effective? Your teammates need you to hit hard. Your family needs you to hit hard, but you're coming in all timid because of a situation that happened 20 years ago or something your mom introduced to you or something that is in your family lineage. Come on, every one of us has stuff. Half of it's not even our fault. Some of it is. Here's the thing. You're responsible to fix it all. The next, the R, is we do have rebellious roots. Some of these things are stubborn. Rejection, stubborn. Insecurity, fear. A lot of these things are stubborn. You just need to be more determined to let God's love move. Don't tolerate stubborn roots. The next is excavating evil. Listen, fear is evil. Fear and anxiety in your life will cripple productivity. It will keep you from being everything you were created to be. All of these unclean things that have come in through traumatic moments are keeping you from life. Jesus came that you'd have life life to the full. These unclean things that govern your heart, your mind, uh, they're illegal once that you're up under the blood of Christ, but they do need to be excavated. They need to be rooted out, driven out. I want you to know it's common. It's normal. And to the degree that you want to take territory, I mean, if you want to stay in your little plot of life, build your little picket fence, fine, you might not have to do a lot of work. But if you actually have the audacity to believe God for more, you're going to have more. You're going to actually need tools. You're going to need to know the guy with the cat. Hey, I just got promoted into something. I'm just trying on a new territory. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm, I'm stepping into new things. I need you to bring your power tools out. So for us, deliverance isn't something we went through. It's something we live by. We stay free so that we can produce much. And then expansions, expense. Expansions, expense. And I want you to know. Um, don't live a life on discount. Your life was paid for at the highest price, even when you put yourself on the discount rack. <laughs> Come on, we've all, we've all sold ourselves short. Shoot, I'll take five bucks for my life right now. 
Well, Jesus is like, no, 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 I paid a higher price than that. I paid the ultimate price, the highest price, because I see the ultimate value in you. And I, my, my price tag doesn't just uh, make, make you somebody that I own. The price I pay applies and has redemptive quality and restores you back into what you were originally intended to be. And so my question to us right here is we're, um, in fact, why don't you just close your eyes, bow your head. I got through all four points. You even got the acronym. I don't know why I feel there's power on that acronym. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I think the most important thing to do in church is to do an inventory. And I think a couple things that I'd like you to just process is first the price tag that was paid for you. There is no higher price that can ever be paid for you than the price that God paid by sending his own son. And he didn't just come to forgive you. He came to restore you, redeem you. Redemption, the word redemption means bought out of slavery to be set free. Bought out of injury to function again. Brought out of depression. Brought out of anxiety. Brought out of you fill in the blank. For me, my deepest, darkest prison was insecurity. Jesus didn't just come to forgive me of all the stupid things I did when I was insecure. Insecurity is a root. It's a root that produces all kinds of foolishness. So many of the things that were in my life were a result of I was just insecure. And if Jesus only came to forgive me of all the sins or all the failures and mistakes I made out of insecurity, um, you know, I appreciate that, but he, he came, redemption means he came to free me from the prison cell, the wheelchair of insecurity so that I could walk in confidence. Confidence people don't make the same mistakes that insecure people do. Confident people don't let the same amount of people down that insecure people do. God wants to take you out of prison. He wants to take you out of things that have governed your life, that have been your captors and your masters. He, he paid to free you, to be freeborn, to live again, to jump again, to run again, to tackle again, to dream again. He didn't just, yeah, we all need a lot of forgiveness, a lot of cleansing. But I feel like the blood of Jesus is, it would be crazy for us to not apply its freeing power. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Free completely. Where do you need delivered? Where do you need the governing voices to be silenced? First thing you need is a relationship with God. That's the number one thing you need. You need to know him. You need to know he loves you. You need to know he's for you. You need to know he's with you. You need to know he paid an ultimate price for you. And if you're here right now and you feel disconnected from God, disqualified, um, you're, you don't feel his blessing, his power, his flow. You don't feel his, his um, 
best for you. And you want to feel it. You want to be his. If that's you, I just want you to lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you. I want to know who, who yeah, I see a, quite a few of us. Shoot. Yeah. Appreciate. I love honest people. I love authentic people. I want to pray. Let's all pray together. Just repeat after me. Father God, I want to thank you for loving me, being for me, being with me, not liking it when I'm imprisoned, so much so that you would send the Redeemer, the one with the keys to unlock my heart, my mind, my life. I receive the price tag paid for me that sets me free. Jesus Christ, I put my faith in you as my Savior, my healer, my chain breaker, the one who frees me to serve you. That's what I want to do. I want to produce fruit that glorifies you and benefits others. And I receive your grace and love and power in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty. Uh, let's all stand up. We're going to wrap up right here. If you, you just need God's grace in this season um, to clear some space in your heart. Just maybe put your hands in a position, in a posture. Because I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to come and help. Holy Spirit, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you right now for doing an inventory in our hearts, clearing our hearts to make room for the things of God, the life of God, the blessing of God, the power of God. Yeah, I just want to thank you, God, for the things you're doing right now. We honor you. We love you. We thank you for a free people. Listen, listen, hear me. Some of you in this room, you're not just meant to be free. You're meant to enforce freedom. I see somebody here, you have a badge on and a gun, and you're going to be a deputy for freedom. You're going to be somebody that breaks into, um, like, properties that, um, that have squatters and people that don't belong there. They're illegal in the properties, and you're going to go in, and you're going to evict. And what I see is you're going to be, there are people in this room, in this service here, who are going to actually be ministers of deliverance, not just recipients of it, but actually people that, that enforce it and become experts. And, um, and so, God, I just release a spirit of freedom and authority over us in Jesus' name. We all said, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.